Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com welcome to fail better david duchovny's new podcast with lemonada media on fail better david who has experienced both low and high profile failures throughout his life explores the vast world of failure how it holds us back propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. I'm Travis Cronin, and welcome to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast, where we look into the hottest celebrity stories of the week. Well, I couldn't do this without my two lovely co-hosts, the woman who can tell you what color lipstick fits with every occasion, Miss Gwen Flamberg. Because lipstick is life, you guys. And the woman who knows which white claw pairs best with your meal, Sarah Huron. I'm sensing a trend with these intros, but I who am I to fight it? Who am I to fight it? You know, you gave me the content. I'm just giving you what you give me. Today, we have rock star couples headed to the altar, a sexy new image for an unlikely songbird, a dramatic tell-all book, the possible return of an A-list couple, and some interesting SNL co-hosts. Before we get into this news of the week, let's all take a moment and, you know, reflect on what made us go, whoa, this week. These are the stories that just stopped us dead in our digital tracks and made our jaw drop and stand agape. Gwen Nimberg, who is your woe this week? I mean, guys, it's all about Lizzo this week, who's been on holiday and has been posting bikini pictures left and right. Uh, she just, I love her so much. There was a shot on her birthday when she posed in a bikini dripping with necklaces and accessories. And today she posted a bikini picture that she said was inspired by bad gal Riri, Brianna herself. So I just, I didn't think that I could love Lizzo anymore, but this week she's made me love her even more. And that is woe worthy. That is very well. I love the video of her getting the champagne straight to her bare booty with all of those guys that will live rent free in my mind until the day I die. And I would like it played at my funeral. <laughs> well, since since I know what Sarah's woe is and it's going to be a big time, we're going to hold off on you and back. 
And my woe this week is just the fact that uh, Elon Musk is going to be hosting SNL along with musical guest Miley Cyrus this upcoming week. And he tweeted out throwing out some skit ideas for SNL. What should I do? And he was like roasted. They're like, they're called sketches. Everyone there was like, we don't have skits. We do sketches. You know, that's what they do on the Carol Burnett show. And he's just getting dragged by celebrities, by regular people in life. And I am just curious to see what Elon Musk is going to bring to the table as a host of SNL. I mean, am I wrong? Are you guys flabbergasted and intrigued? I think that like the least funny person on the planet might be Elon Musk. And I just don't get it. Also, because he's kind of like not a great guy. Hmm. Don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll be tuning into this one, but I will be tuning in in a few weeks when my girl Olivia Rodrigo gets to be. Driver's license. Let's go. Tweens unite. I mean, does she have to create new drama for, you know, this thing? Is there going to be, like, another song aimed at this guy? I feel like it's her brand to shop You know what's us. so great, Travis, is the second season of High School Musical, the musical, the series, is only days away. And they started <laughs> dropping their duets from the new show where they have to be all lovey in character. So, oh, there's going to be so much content there. I'm sure they're going to put her in a sketch a little bit, maybe joke about it. And, like, let's, let's freaking go, man. I love teen drama. <laughs> I, I'm getting Nina Dobrev and Ian Summerholder Vampire Diaries flashbacks. Uh, many others where co-stars were. Vanessa and Zach, you know, um, it's just, I love this shit, especially when they're 17 and everything's like so rough and raw. Oh, fantastic. Can't wait for that. But, you know, first Elon Musk made me go, well, Sarah Huron, what is your woe for this week? I mean, I already know, but tell us. I mean, I know I stole one of our topics, but like there's no other answer to what made you go woe this week than this TikTok about Ben Affleck. So there's this actress, social media influencer. I had never heard of her, but apparently she's an actress. Have you, have you ever heard of yeah. her, Travis? I, I had, but only personally. Okay. Never oh. oh, love that. Okay. <laughs> um, Navine J. How do I say her name? Yeah, that's it. Okay, Navine J. Yeah. And she made this TikTok. The new trend right now is people making like jokes about things that they wish they could take back or cringe or like look back and be like, why did I do this? And this one says, and you quote, better mention Gia Judice's name in this. Put some respect on it. Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. Okay, so that's a place in the background. But she said, quote, thinking of the time I matched with Ben Affleck on Raya and I thought it was fake. So I unmatched him and he sent me a video on Instagram. And then it cuts to a video of Ben Affleck that said, Naveen, why did you unmatch me? It's me. <laughs> like, at first I was like, wait, is this like a cameo that this person bought to like make this work? But no, it is indeed. We know Ben Affleck was on Raya, I think after post-Gen Gardner, maybe pre-Ana de Armas era. Yeah. And this cliff is just iconic. Like the video is like so Ben Affleck. Like he's so cringe. It's just me. Yeah. <laughs> he really leans in. It is just like not a good look. And this girl is so beautiful. She's so Ben's type. She looks a little bit like in the vein of Ana de Armas and Jen Garner a little bit. Brunette with those big Disney eyes. I mean, what a fantastic gift she gave the world. You think she's going to um, get kicked off Raya? I, I think, ooh, she probably could could get kicked off Raya. You're not supposed oh, to talk God. about it, right? Oh, no, first you're not Raya. supposed to. First, first, rule, first of rule of Raya. Well, I hope her TikTok fame, you know, makes up for the fact there and she can just date guys the DMs of TikTok. 
But this is not the only story about Ben Affleck that we care about this week. He is all up in the news for personal reasons, and we are loving it. A source confirmed to us that, yes, he has been spotted back with half of Benifer, Miss Jennifer Lopez, right on the heels of her split with A-Rod. Um, Gwen, I feel like you're going to love this couple because you've worked at the magazine when they were together and covered so much Benifer content. Are you happy to see this? In fact, Travis, in my old office, when our office was uptown, I had this amazing portrait of the two of them when she was wearing her engagement ring from Ben Affleck, which was a pink diamond, and she had mink eyelashes on. I kind Mm -hmm. of loved the whole Benefer phase. I got to tell you, I did. And I just think that, like, her hanging out with Ben, even if it is totally platonic, is the kind of attention that is just really going to like rub A-Rod raw. So I'm really happy that this is happening. I feel like we see this story a lot in Hollywood with like a little bit more of narcissistic personalities that they're serial daters and so petty for revenge. So this is perfect A-list Hollywood. Sarah Huron, what are your thoughts on the return of hashtag Benifer? Oh, I mean, I freaked out, obviously. I don't think they're dating, but I think that it's just iconic. And I totally think it's like a Jennifer trying to take back the narrative of this Madison LaCroix A-Rod split. Like, she's like, I don't care about your Bravo D-lister. I'm going to go hang out with Ben Affleck again, and we're going to break the internet, and it's going to be in the same car, and it's all cryptic. But then I saw this video of the paparazzi asking Ben Ben Affleck about it, and he threw his water on them. And it was just like another gift from Ben Affleck this week. And it's funny because I loved him so much, like growing up, like I thought he was like so hot. And I mean, he is a good looking dude, but I feel like since working here, everything I've learned and certain things, stories we've covered, I'm just like, there's something about him that's a little off. Yeah, there's something a little unique about this man. And he sort of plays a little bit like D-list dealist tricks like the throwing the water the sort of stunt queen of it all the throwing the armist life-size cardboard cutout even Mm. you know right down to the gigantic dunkin donuts coffee every day on the paparazzi it's just sort of what we see from other lower level celebs in terms of dealing with the paparazzi um but i think this is a great move for j-lo all we were talking about is freaking madison Lacroix, and now Now luckily we are talking we can stop and talk about benifer and get a little bit more alien here i think that i think that they might work guys i think they might get back together after seeing the ben affleck video it was cringe but he looks really good j-lo of course looks better than she ever has and i think just with sheer physical connection it will bring those two together i saw Gilly, and i'm not sure it will oh god Gilly was the worst i saw jersey girl which um jennifer lopez was in for a hot second and then her character died and i loved that movie with ben affleck and Liv tyler as long as it's not Gilly, the worst movie ever made i when i heard j-lo as a lesbian cop i was really excited and horribly horribly i never saw it oh good good keep it that way
Let's move on to some other people who aren't doing really well and whose movie might even be worse because people have died on this set and they are in charge by a madman. I am talking about the new Mission Impossible movie with Tom Cruise, the son who has been breaking all of these stories, including the leaked audio that we heard before from this set and, you know, the death that happened on this set, reported that Tom Cruise had another meltdown. He met his match while on set while filming in a windy field in North Yorkshire. Yorkshire? Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Uh, Yorkshire. Thank you so much. My third pronunciation killed it. And he had a mental breakdown. A film insider said, there isn't much Tom can't put up with. So imagine how baffled everyone when he made a huge fuss over a tree that was in the shot. The source went on. The branches hanging over were knocking on the roof of the trailer to which Tom and some of the other cast had been using. And apparently the noise was becoming beyond irritating so they couldn't stand it any longer. Two locals were called out to sort out the problem and cut down the offending branches. But he had a meltdown on them and the people about tree branches on top of his trailer. The spy also added, Tom is the definition of a professional when it comes to making his films and most people are used to his quirks and really admire his determination. But along with the trees, um, the filming in Yorkshire started to get a little bit busy. There were fans there and he also apparently had a freak out of the fans. Now, are the cast of mission impossible the having the worst job ever right now are these the people we should feel the worst for our lives other than you know starving people in the world i feel pretty bad for them i feel like (laughs) this film is doomed from the beginning and you know i don't know maybe l ron hubbard has to come down from base and 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 make it work for tom i agree i I think the only one who can save this is if you know they find shelly that's the only thing I need from this movie. Help find Shelly Miscavige and make that the storyline and I'm back in. But after, other than that, I'm out on you, Tom Cruise. Well, you know, he's kicked people off set, but these poor branches cannot be thrown out. And they were also, I guess, murdered by him. Let's move on to some lighter news. There has been a lovely pop star, sad girl transformation that I am here for. Billie Eilish with her new interview and buxom pictures. I live. Gwen Flamberg, tell us why these are amazing. You guys, I am so into pretty much every cover that the new editor-in-chief of British Vogue, Edward Enemfall, has created. But these, this cover is my absolute favorite. So Billie Eilish was set to be on the cover of British Vogue, and she actually brought to them the idea of her kind of emulating pinup girls because she has a love for pinup girls. Fun fact, I do too. My pseudonym was Ruby Falls, which was the redheaded pinup girl. I remember her. Vargas, that Vargas did, exactly. I also have every Vargas redheaded pinup girl. About 87% are Ruby Falls, and then there's a couple of other models. Anyway, so Billy is on the cover of British Vogue and in an inside spread, wearing all matter of incredible lingerie, and also about $82,000 worth of diamonds and jewelry, guys, including oh a harness, <laughs> which, Travis, you know how much I love a gilded harness. I'm, I know you. I love them, too. My heart's mosaic. 
So there, there you go. It's an amazing spread and ama- an amazing representation of Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is that you have never seen her before and a great statement on confidence, just kind of like you being you, no matter how you look to the outside world. That's fantastic. And Billie Eilish was always said she was insecure because she has a large chest. She didn't want to be sort of objectified by the fans just for that attribute. She didn't feel like she could dress her breasts, which I think a lot of girls who have naturally large breasts, like have a long time of feeling like a really hard time of feeling comfortable in those. So I think it was really lovely to see her, you know, get in touch with her curves. And it was gorgeous. Sarah, were you shocked? What did you think of your little Billie, our little Billie? (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, I was, to- I was totally shocked and I think she looks amazing. And I always thought it was really interesting that, you know, she talked about wearing baggy clothes. So it like, wasn't a conversation and it was about her music and not about her body. And I thought that that made me really sad, but it was also totally relatable. And I'm loving that, you know, as she's growing up, she's just taking back the narrative and she's like, I look hot. And there you go. She does. And she was a model before she was a singer. That face is stunning and meant for the covers. Goddamn, she looks good. Well, let's move on to a little bit sad to the most hardcore rock we have ever seen. Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, just the rock gods of our dream. I'm being a little facetious, but also not really. Sarah, tell us, you know, are they headed to the altar? What's going on with this couple? I mean... We have a few sources on these guys and all the also po- signs point to they are infatuated with each other. It's been a long time since friends have seen her this carefree and happy. They're acting like two teenagers in love. And people are saying it's Courtney's, you know, letting her guard down. She's being like teenage Courtney because her and Travis are so over the top and in love with each other. And yet their inner circle is apparently rooting for a wedding and thinks he could be popping the question sooner than we think. And she would say yes, which is shocking because she's never been married before. She's the only mm-hmm. Kardashian sibling. I mean, besides not the only that's incorrect, but obviously we've seen Kim and Chloe <laughs> both walk down the aisle. Yeah. Um, Kim several times and Courtney's never even been engaged to Scott seriously, at least. So to see them, potentially talking about marriage is pretty wild. It is. And I feel like when we even met her with Scott, there wasn't like an infatuation, a love. It was more of a loving disdain. In the beginning, they were super lovey, but it quickly turned after the show when all the drinking stuff happened. And then ever since, I feel like that first like drunk fight, she always like had a distance a little bit with him, which I understand. Mm. So I guess Travis Barker is, has a better head on his shoulders. Absolutely. A tatted head right on his shoulders. They are in Utah on vacation right now. And of course, the source told us that it's so easy for them because their kids are friends. They are neighbors. Their families know each other. They each have baby mamas and baby daddies. They are in such similar worlds that I love this relationship. And if she wears a wedding dress, it is definitely going to be like burnt and tattered. And she is going to have like a rock wedding. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox will be there. Totally. That it's. I don't care which one of them gets married, whether it's Travis and Courtney or Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Um, I don't know if either couple will be till death do us part, but either way, the rock and roll wedding of our dreams. Miss Britney Spears has finally addressed the documentary head on this time. She sort of alluded to it, but talked about the New York Times Hulu documentary framing Britney Spears. She talked about it in a lengthy post on Instagram this Monday. She said, geez, 2021 is definitely going to be way better than 2020, but I never knew it was going to be like this. So many documentaries about me this year with other people's takes on my life. What can I say? I am deeply 
flattered. And she went on to call these documentaries, quote, so hypocritical. They criticize the media and then they do the same thing. Good point, Brittany. Good Damn, point, Brittany. I don't, yeah, good, good point, Brittany. Damn, I don't know y'all, but I'm thrilled to remind you all that although I've been through some pretty tough times in my life, I've had way more amazing times in my life. And unfortunately, my friends, I think the world is more interested in the negative. She finished by saying, isn't this supposed to be a business and society about the future in all caps? Why highlight the most negative and traumatizing times from my life from forever ago? I mean, damn, it's amazing. And this was just one small part of the small novel that she had created on her Instagram about this. <clears throat> but I feel so much more connected to Britney because she's talking about the pink elephant in the room that all of this was going down. It was sort of just alluding to it. And I was like, do you know what's going on? Are you here? Can you see all of this? But now I feel like <clears throat> she knows what's going on. I feel her mental health is on the up and up and it is beautiful to see. Yeah, I mean, I think this goes back to the conflict we've all had this whole time where it's like this documentaries are fascinating. We can't look away, but we're mm -hmm. talking about someone who is very much still in the battle and very much still working through it. And is this wasn't that long ago. So it's conflicting because, you know, it feels like she said it's hypocritical. But at the same time, it's just so fascinating. So I don't know. I'm always worried and praying for Brittany. I can't wait till that uh, court date. She can speak out for her for herself for once, like address the court. Um, you know, free Britney. <laughs> free Britney. Gwen, do you think that this is finally Britney taking the reins back in her life in 2021? We're going to see her sort of fully developed, or are you a little skeptical? I'm skeptical that we'll see her fully developed, but I do think that this is a move in the right direction. And of course, I'm like all for Britney living her, her best life. I am too. This post made me so happy. It feels like she's having a conversation with the fans, me, and I hope she keeps it up. All right, a new explosive tell-all book that luckily we have Sarah here on here to read in just a few short hours and give us the highlights as she does with every celebrity memoir. Sarah Huron, tell us the latest book club of the bus of Hollywood that you have tackled this month. I mean, obviously, I read Give Them Lala by Lala Kent <laughs> since it dropped this week. And um, what a I name. Did, it, give Them Lala. Um, I don't know if, you know, the word ho phase was used more times than I ever thought I would read in, in a published piece of work. Um, but no, it was actually pretty, it was very Lala. I mean, you know, it, it's interesting when, mem when these celebrities write memoirs and stuff because sometimes the voice definitely feels lost and you're like, oh, like, Maybe the ghostwriter doesn't ghost even didn't even talk yeah. to you. Yeah, but this was very <laughs> much in Lala's voice. I believe she put pen to paper. Um, <laughs> some of the things she was saying were just very you could hear her saying it. So that was nice. So if you're a Vanderpump Rules fan, I recommend picking up us weekly story about it so you don't have to read it yourself. But um <laughs> It, the biggest revelations, I mean, some of the early days stuff she talked about were really interesting. She had an abortion when she was 22 years old, and she was super candid about that and what it was like growing up in Utah around a bunch of Mormons, and her family wasn't Mormon. So while the stuff about her childhood was super interesting, I think the Vanderpump Rules Nuggets obviously was what the fans were here for, and she explained it's not about the pasta is about. She said that literally the producers were trying to get her to talk about those rumors that James and Logan were hooking up, and she didn't want to say it, so she just blurted out something about Raquel's 
pasta and she didn't think that James was going to like take the bait and turn it into this huge thing. But instead she was like really trying to protect him. That's what she claimed anyway. She talked about how like when she called out Katie for not working on her summer body, that that was like a, a line that she had planned to say to cut deep because she found out in between seasons that Katie was the one who told producers that she was dating Randall and he was still working through his divorce. Um, so a bunch of nuggets like that. And then the last thing that was a really big takeaway was she talked all about like her hitting rock bottom with her alcoholism and the stories she told about how her and Randall's relationship was affected by her alcoholism were wild. She would like get drunk after and they would have a fight and she would make uh, put all this stuff in like a hotel bathtub and then throw it off the balcony. Um, one time she took a toothbrush and she stuck it um, in her butt and then she let him use it to brush his teeth. Like she was doing all this crazy stuff, getting drunk in Disney world. Yeah. And then finally the, the Disney worlds, she like literally broke a, um, a hurricane glass window with her like drunk force. And that's what got her into AA, but a lot of nuggets go read us weekly's biggest bombshells Ooh. right now. Wow. I did not think we'd be saying toothbrush in the butt today on the hot Hollywood podcast, but here we are. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know how far I should go with it, but that was a big revelation. My that gosh. Is a big revelation. Thank you, Sarah, for doing the Lord's work and bringing us this important information that we need. Speaking of important work, Timothée Chalamet is co-hosting the Met Gala this year, and I could not be more excited. Gwen, fashion beauty, lover. What do you think about this? Do you think he's good? Do you want someone taller? <laughs> I think that even if we had someone shorter, if his name was Timothée Chalamet, it would be awesome. So... The Met Gala is going to be in September, on September 18th, dedicated to American fashion. There will be a second part to this, which will be on the first Monday in May 2022. Timothy is co-hosting with Billie Eilish and Amanda Gorman, the poet. Um, I think it's going to be really awesome. I am super duper psyched, you guys. I, I am really too. Cute. I love an American. I love American fashion. It's so unique, and while it's not as avant-garde and atelier couture, it is. It's fun. We're sort of a loud country and a daring country, so I can't wait to see all this. I think, especially after this challenging year, it'll be really interesting to see how celebrities and designers interpret you know, the, the golden age of American fashion. And you know, short of having Harry Styles being a host i'm really mm -hmm. psyched about timothy and we know that harry styles couldn't be a host for this because of course he will come dressed in what? gucci which is fantastic Italian. but not yeah. american exactly mm. oh i am really excited good luck timothy chalamet <laughs> um sarah Huron, i have a feeling that you actually played matchmaker between two celebrities because it feels like you set them up John Mayer and Cassie David have been spotted a few times together. And I just want to know, how did you put the two in touch? Oh, um, good question. Since they've been friends for a long time, uh, I think I just gave them that extra nudge. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe the friend, we love a celebrity friendship turned romance. That's something I do campaign for, for sure. So. Yes, we do. And John Mayer has been known to turn those friends into romance. 
is. So we're going to keep an eye on that. I just love, I feel like we all feel for Cassie David ever since her split from Pete Davidson. And I really just want the best for her. Agreed. And before we get into some games, these new Princess Charlotte photos stopped my heart, stopped my life. She is such a beautiful big girl. I was she's when- She's a teenager. She's a teenager. She's- like West yeah. Charlotte, teenager. who is six, become a teen. Yeah, I feel like this is like those memes of like people who are like our age being like, this is what I looked like in high school and this is what the people look like now. Even those people are like, this is what I looked like when I was six and this is what Princess Charlotte looks like. She is gorgeous and just so full of life. I love it. She clearly has a lot, a lot, a lot of personality. Yeah, I I mean, no choice but to stand Princess Charlotte. Did you guys see Megan's um, children's book that's coming out for Father's Day? Oh, my God. I mean, no, I have not really seen something. it yet. Yeah, she wrote it. She wrote a, it started as a poem for Harry, and it's now a children's book. So something to, something to look forward to. Well, that makes total sense to me. I still need more entertainment value from them. Do you know what it's time for? Are we getting aggressive? <laughs> it's time to get aggressive for it is celebrity birthday boxing mania. Yeah, yeah. We have set up the boxing match and we are ready. The first match is going to Sarah Huron. We have Robert Pattinson, who is going to be 36 this week, versus Mark Zuckerberg, who is also going to be 36 this week. Wow. Edward Collin versus the founder of Facebook, which, by the way, we didn't even yes. talk about Bill Gates. That kind of also made me go, whoa, this week, who knew Bill and Melinda were having marital problems? Sad. Sad. I know. And from sources tell us that there's no prenup. We want prenup. Um, <laughs> I am going to give it to my boy, R. Pats. Oh, R. Patterson bit him in the neck and Mark, pa- Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> could not take it. Exactly. All right, Gwen, our second match is to you. We have Mr. Dennis Rodman, who is Mm. 60 this week, versus Mm -hmm. Rob Gronkowski, who is going to be 32 this week. (laughs) I mean, simply because Dennis Rodman has fallen under the spell of Kim Jong-un, maybe Kim Jong-il from the grave, we don't really know. We don't know. He thinks that he's got the power. However, Gronkowski... Even after drinking like three cases of beer, then asked Sarah Huron to hold his beer so that he could punch Dennis Rodman like to Massachusetts. And that's what happened. I'm so involved this week with the celebs. Mm. (laughs) You are. Well, so sorry to Madonna's ex-boyfriend and Carmen Electra's ex-husband. Dennis Rodman has been kicked out. Sarah, our third and almost Mm -hmm. final match to get into the finals. I know they are clamoring with anticipation to see who is going to make it. We have Rosario Dawson, star of Rent, take her out tonight. It's 42 this week. And we have Haley Bieber's dad and fundamentalist sort of crazy person, Stephen Baldwin, who is 55 this week. Wow. I don't really, I don't really F with the Baldwins. Um, Not really from Haley to the one who was played Serena's dad on Gossip Girl. They're just like not my favorite. (laughs) So I think I'm going to have to go with Rosario Dawson. Rent, rent forever. Ding, ding, ding. She has howled like a wolf in the night. Gwen Flamberg, the finale has come to you. We have Robert Pattinson, 36, Rob Gronk, Gronkowski, 32, and Rosario Dawson. 
42. Rosario Dawson grew up in New York City, I believe, actually, in the tenements on the Lower East Side. She is powerful. She is strong. Gronk is going to be sharing some more beer with Orpats. (laughs) Orpats will be busy styling his own hair. And Rosario will just like do a double roundhouse kick, kind of like Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon style. And we'll just butt them right, both of them, out of the ring at the same time. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you for those visuals. The Rosario Dawson double roundhouse kick. Well, so sorry to all the beaten and bloody celebrities who didn't make it out of the boxing ring this week. But thank you to my lovely and gender-identifying hosts, Sarah Huron and Gwen Flamberg, for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. After all, they're just like us. Thank you guys. Tune in next week. <laughs>